following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radio Land from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. Studio A is where we're at for episode 341. Studio A, we're going to be doing the Studio A thing for a while. <laughs> we, may, we may wind up in Studio C at some point. I know I've, I've been trying to uh, get scheduled a couple of things over there since I'm over there quite a bit. But, you know, hey, you know. Kind of got to kind of have to kind of go with it. I'm working from home. You know, it's a Sunday. Uh, normally, I would be headed toward the studio about now. Uh, it is the 23rd of August, date of production. Uh, for those of you that are keeping score, coming up tonight, 8 p.m. Central Time, radio-memphis.com. It's the blues going all the way to midnight, depending on when you consume this show. Right. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, I I was uh, I was out with the uh, out with the immigrant over the weekend. Um, we uh, oops, sorry. Uh, we were out. We were out walking the dog. And we, we, we hadn't been over there in a while because there was a drive-through testing facility there for a minute. But uh, the the fairgrounds, since the drive-through thing had uh, packed up their tent and moved on home or wherever it is that they came from. You know, we were just over there, you know, because it's a pretty field that's there where old Liberty Land used to be. And we, we walked around. God damn! We walked around the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the Coliseum. We walked around the Liberty Bowl. It's kind of weird because there's like... All this grass and stuff growing up between the cracks of the in the parking lot. It's just it's 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 strange because there's this kind of a weird post apocalyptic feel to all of this, and you know that's it's always in your head. You know it's it's just it's just kind of how that is. If you've ever seen the X Files and you and you and you think of these sorts of things that kind of come to mind, these images of of uh, this uh, this massive government takeover thing and and things are just desolated and and you know people are kept at home and everybody's wearing a mask and you know it's it's that weird creepy vibe right so at any rate uh, we're walking along and we were we were, uh, we were headed back toward Parkway and we 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 decided to walk up by where there's a building there on the left side as you're walking toward toward Parkway with the with the Liberty Bowl behind you. And there's a building. It's been there forever. It's a it's a building called the Pipkin Building, and the Pipkin Building is a sizable hall, really. And it's uh, you know it's owned by the county. It's it's used for various events. Uh, the flea market will show up there every uh, every other week or something like that. Back in pre pandemic times, uh, there was also I think at some point a roller derby was being uh, performed in there. I think there were some wrestling matches and whatnot. It's a big room. I mean, it it really is, and it's it's just a gigantic rectangle. It's a brick building, and it's got. Uh, no windows on it except for at the doors, which they have them on all, all well, four, three, three of the four sides on each end and then the one on the front facing the parking lot. And the doors have these narrow little windows. If you remember like school doors, right? The the windows were probably about, ooh, uh, what, four or five inches wide, something like that. Um, I mean, I'm measuring it. Um, how are you doing it with my fingers? They're about six inches wide, yeah. And they're about, you know, four feet tall. And they go from, you know, just to like say your waistline up to near the top of the door. And in it is these crisscross wires, right, the, the, to make it shatterproof or whatever the case may be. Whatever. And, uh, you know, I was like, I wonder what's going on in there. I mean, I nothing. I mean, I wonder what it looks like in there. It's got to be empty. You know, it's got to be just kind of weird. This is one of those things you do. You just stick your face up against the window and you, and you, and you do. Well, I looked. <laughs> and, it, and immediately I was greeted with a sign. Right by the door that said, 
administration. And then behind that was another sign that said triage. Yeah, it was a bit alarming to see that. Um, and then I look over to the left from the side and I see these tents. And, um, and there's another trailer in the back that says OEM, Office of Emergency Management. And then down to the right, which I wound up walking down to the end over there and I took a picture or two. Or as an interesting look from the length of the building, 120 beds, uh, cots really, um, you know, like those, uh, like a cot, like you would, you know, almost like a camping cot. It's that, that weird real lightweight aluminum frame and it has like the, 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 uh, the fabric suspension type deal, you know, like an old lawn chair. And then, and it was like a little cushion that laid on top of it and they're all spaced about eight feet apart ish. Nothing dividing them, none, none of that stuff. And it, it was an immediately, it was a scary thing to see. Because, you know, then, you know, all, all of this, all of this talk of COVID and, you know, the, it's, you know, obviously this thing has been here for a while. I mean, not just COVID, but this particular setup at the Pipkin, it was designed, set up to be an overflow for when the hospitals were uh, potentially to get, swamped or surged with patients that are in need of some sort of medical care. And of course, when you see this, you're, you're thinking, well, oh, hey, first of all, this is a really non-sterile environment. <laughs> this is, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's practically open air when the door opens up. There's no, there's no, there's no airlock, if you will. And you could hear some beeping going on in there. I don't know what they had going on, but but anyway, it was it was creepy. It was just really creepy because the first thing that came to my mind when you see something like that is like, what if I'm one of those patients that has to be taken into into that into that room in the Pipkin room, and you're a COVID patient, and nobody knows anything about COVID. And you start to wonder, am I ever going to get out of here? And I'm I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at some other pictures that were taken from uh, from one of the local television sources. This was this was back in April. The thing is still set up. There's stretchers and stuff in there. They have these. The tents uh, have like ten beds in them. I guess those must be for the really old, ultimate severe. Those may be the ones that you that you use when you're on your way out. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't know. It's alarming to see it. Cause you know, you hear about this stuff and you think about it and it's like, Oh, it's, it's, it's the, it's, it's the COVID-19. It's the coronavirus. And, uh, some people are saying, Oh, all this is all overblown. This is, you know, uh, it won't see a single patient. That's not the point. You hope it doesn't see a single patient. But at the same time, it's it's pretty stark when you lay your own eyes on it. You know, um, I mean, it, it, I'm not breaking any news here. I mean, this, this we've known about this thing, and it's uh, it's it's a thing. Still, it doesn't take away the shock value when you look at it like that, because then it becomes all too real. And having personally known a few folks who have had this a couple who have passed, I, I, I understand it. You know, I really do. And, and like I said, you know, you sit there and you look at it and you go, wow, this is, uh, 
this is a, this is a thing, man. This <laughs> I don't want to be in here. I don't want to be in here at all. And, and as I was, as I was, as we were leaving, we were headed back, you know, back, back out of there. All of a sudden there were a couple of police cars that just, well, they were just patrolling the area because they're back there napping back in the, in the deep bowels of the parking lot. And, uh, they didn't harass us or anything like that. They just, you could tell, they just made their presence known. Like I'm going to bust into a joint like that. What, what am I going to, what do I, I, I just was, I was just being curious. That's all I was. I just wanted to see it. Um, that's nuts. So yes, a uh, cautionary tale, I guess. Wash your hands, you know, don't touch your face. <clears throat> you know, don't, uh, don't cough on strangers. We'll pause when we come back. What if all of this, oh, what if all of this entertainment we're looking at was really all of it was entirely subscription based? I want to talk about this because it's happening more and more that certain things are subscription and yet there's that battle that's still going on. Subscription versus ad supported. It's a thing. It's coming up next and you listen to it right here from Radio Land. Don't go away. Wizards is Corona-free and is your headquarters for your essential quarantine supplies. Their viral sale is happening right now with deals throughout the store. Get some sage to chase away the bad stuff. Incense, woodwick candles, decorative fans, and things to keep you busy while you're stuck at home. T-shirts, bandanas, hats, and more on sale right now. CBD, Kratom products, and personal cleansers for that job interview. Open 10 to 10 every day at 1999 Madison Avenue in Midtown or get it all delivered when you order online at wizardsmemphis.com. Wizards, because it's still smoking. Must be 18 or older to buy smoking-related products. See, age-old uh, question in uh, in the entertainment business. How does one get one's content that you like? You know, if you go back, there's several ways to look at this. You can go to, uh, well, there's, there's only two ways. You can either charge somebody to get access to it, like a, like a ticket, if you will. Or you can give it away to them and you have them contained and then you you show them, you expose advertisements to them. That's a thing. It's a big thing. I know I'm using that phrase a lot, but it's it's true. And cable television found a way to kind of do both. <laughs> we're going to make you pay money and then we're going to serve ads to you at the same time, which I always felt was sort of like, what am I paying this money for? <laughs> well, it's to access for you to sell an ad to me and or sell a sell a product to me it's questionable it's it's strange and right now uh since since the pandemic lots of folks are staying home if not they should be they have exhausted the bowels the depths of netflix Harris <laughs> watch tiger king again let's don't there's all sorts of stuff that's and a lot of it's pretty bad. And I think if I think if any any jackass with a smartphone and can be able to talk a little bit could probably wind up with a show on that channel. Nevertheless, they're raising their rates because not they're not making enough. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, Hulu is kind of staying the same. And then you got the, the you got the big one that's dropped. Uh, you got CBS All Access, and then you got NBC, the Peacock. We've known that the Peacock was coming for a while. It is, it's an app. I haven't played around with it, uh, but I can tell you this, that the, that the, the app comes in two flavors and you've got a free version and then you've got a subscribed version. And I don't really know how much the subscribed version is. It's more than the free one. <laughs> Put it that way. You still have to give the money. What do you get for the free, uh, the, the free app? Well, you get, you get some stuff. Do you, do you get everything? No, you want that stuff. You got to pay for it. But the free part of it, they give you ads. Now, it seems to me that if they're going to give you ads, if you're willing to sit through a commercial break, 
and still have access to everything that's on the on the on the platform, that's fine. And if you just if you want to make the ads go away, you pay them money. That's how TuneIn kind of works because TuneIn has the pre rolls for signals. Like this show has a pre roll. If you're listening to it on TuneIn, you probably heard a commercial before it even started. It's not mine. <laughs> I don't get anything for it. What? Well, I I, I lie. Uh, what I get for that is the ability to put this sto- this show and Radio Memphis on TuneIn. That's that's the co- it doesn't cost me anything to do it. I just don't profit from that ad. That's fine. I'm willing to live with that, as is most anybody who is into consuming products. This program that you're listening to has two commercials, a PSA, and a promo. We do that to offset the cost of putting this show out there. Do I really make anything off of this? No, not a goddamn thing. Am I able to keep doing it because uh, because of the those two ads? Absolutely. It goes to offset the cost of the hosting service, which we use as Podbean, nevertheless. There are shows out there who charge an exorbitant amount of money to to get their ads heard. We have a sizable audience. Uh, part of the part of the part of the issue is is sales, which is right now is a, is a is a really freaky deal because you know, hey, we're we're in a pandemic. The economy is in a very interesting state of flux. So it makes sense that you're seeing a lot of different uh, platform uh, outlets trying to do different things. They're trying to they're looking at things like, well, perhaps. Perhaps we should try the subscription model. Perhaps we should try the free model. I've looked at, I've got parts of, there's a, there's an actual shelved part of From Radioland that you, that it has, it doesn't even technically exist. The infrastructure is there for it, but there is a subscription form of this program, a paid subscription form of this program. Um, Am I am I going to do anything with it? Probably not, because I, I I want you know there's there's this thing you look at it and you go oh well we can do we can do the free thing you know every week and then we'll add to that you know every other week we'll add a show so instead of four shows a month we'll do six and and those two if you really want in on those which won't have any commercials and you'll pay I don't know ninety nine cents an episode or whatever whatever the case is you know a couple of bucks a month. And it's, you know, then then slowly and surely you find that it adds up. Well, guess what has happened? There are several shows, and it's not just uh, podcasts that have done this. There's been some YouTube channels that have tried this with with limited success. Uh, there's a there's a channel that that I've that I, I pay close pretty close attention to that uh, when you when you watch it and it, you know, they, they, they put out, you know, pretty routine content, two to three episodes a week, something like that. You know, they stay pretty busy and they were doing it for a while. They said, well, come and they would tease it. We have, we have an ex- exclusive stuff for our, our top tier members, people who have subscribed. If you want to watch that, you'll have to go to that. And then what, nobody was watching it. Nobody was paying for it. Nobody was, nobody was sitting there going, Oh, I've got to watch this. Shut up and take my money. There was, there wasn't any part of that. That wasn't happening. And the reason why is really quite simple is I would rather suffer through commercials than I would to shell out money. There have been some, some people in, in the, in the, in the broadcast business or show business in general, and thanks to the pandemic have found themselves uh, probably either out of a job or in a, in a weird form of stasis, you know, where they're just kind of hanging out like in a coma, uh, ready to find something, the next best thing and to keep them going they may be doing some sort of online stuff, you know, uh, whether it's a podcast like this or, 
or whether it's a blog or there's, you know, that kind of stuff. And then some have tried, well, we're just going to get subscriptions uh, going on all this whole thing. And you can only access any of this unless you give us money for it. And, and as it turns out, it's not going so well because a, a lot of people have lost their jobs. So their discretionary spending has come to a complete and total grinding halt. And the other thing is, is I don't want to pay for that. I mean, I already, I'm already getting nickel and dimed to death by Netflix and Amazon Prime. Well, not so much them, um, because it's an annual buy. Uh, Hulu, CBS All Access, ESPN, Sling, Apple TV, you know, all that stuff. You know, it's not much different than in, in a way, and you can make this extrapolation that back in the day, and, and, and those of you young, old enough would understand this, of course, the magazine subscription route. Oh, you know how that is. Or was. I was a subscriber to all sorts of magazines. There because it's what you did. I mean, if there was a it's just really before the internet was a thing. So, you know, you wanted to uh I don't know, I'd I subscribe to I was a, a subscriber to uh, Rolling Stone. Oh, what else? Uh Popular Science, Popular Mechanics. I loved both of those. Uh Playboy magazine uh, was was another mainstay for a long time. Uh variety. There was all sorts of things that 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 I had at one point been a subscriber to. And it, and and if you really think about it, it was like with this, and you bitch about it and go, man, God, it's time to renew the subscription. I just did. And it's free. You know, it's a one year subscription. And they want, they want 20 bucks. Jesus. They, what do they want? <laughs> now, now we look at our television and it goes, it'll be $120 for the year, sir. And you go, okay, uh, where do I sign? Where's for my credit card? That's what that's what we do now because we're 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 just we're so used to it. Subscription service to entertainment is something that we've become accustomed to. At the same time, that and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier about that weird balance between subscription, you know, subscribed entertainment, financial subscription. By the way, not just just blindly subscribing to something just because you like it, but uh, because the, the free subscriptions are a blast because you can always cancel them. <laughs> you can just well, you can do it with paid too, but it's a little bit more of an ordeal. You, you just you, you know, if you've subscribed to a show and you go, oh, this again. I mean, we've seen that with with from Radio Land. Our subscription numbers go up, they go down. People, they, people tune in for a while. They the show changes. They don't like the way it's going, and they go, ah, f this. I'm going somewhere else. And then there's other people that have just discovered it and they come on and they listen and it's like, they go, oh, this is kind of up my, my alley for a while. And I fully understand that the people that have listened to this show 340 episodes ago are probably not listening to it now. There may be a few, I guess. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I get that because I'm the same way as a consumer. I've, there's shows that I've been following off and on since their beginning and I've, I've, I've never really kept up with them because this is, it's, it's a, there's, there's a plethora of stuff. There's just there's so much that you can that you can get involved in and see and watch and do and and uh, you know and there you are you know the longevity of a show like this this with 300 this is the 341st episode uh, doing this for as long as we have doesn't mean that we're 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 sequentially involved you know what I mean you know it's it's you know people that miss episodes and most shows are like this they miss an episode and they go ah I just missed it oh whatever. Because really, this is just a freeform bit of rantiness, I guess. I, you know, it's some thoughts. My goal is to hopefully help you think. That's it. Just, just draw your own conclusions about to whatever whatever's out there. But, but that's just it. Nobody talks about these things. 
at least not to my knowledge. You don't hear of people talking about subscription models versus advertised-based models. You don't hear that kind of discussion because it's just, it, in a weird sort of way, it feels kind of taboo. You know, why Why should we even bring this discussion up? Well, this is just gives me a bad taste in my mouth. Why can't we just get people to pay money to subscribe to our facilities here and then we'll serve them ads and then we'll just be a double-dipping greedy bastard? Because that's, that's a thing too. <laughs> it doesn't work. Now, I think we're learning, though, that the subscription-based model is not working at all, except in rare occasions. And rare being... Netflix, Amazon Prime, Hulu. That's because you got the big ones, right? Those are the the really large ones. The smaller ones, they're not they're not going to subscribe to. They're not. Not the one trick pony stuff. It's like subscribing to your local newspaper nowadays. It's really kind of a gag because it shows up in your driveway in the middle of the night, and it's already four days old or three days old at the best. And so you do have some like we there's a, we have a a newspaper if you will a news outlet that is exists it exists solely online it's the Daily Memphian and it's a subscription based deal it's seven bucks a month it's nothing it really is it's you know I mean Christ Almighty what is we're talking about what eighty five bucks a year you know something like that so you've got you've got that availability to you and enough people subscribe to it to keep it going that's understandable. That's a great read too. I mean, it's where it's where all the reports from the commercial appeal went to when the appeal started to you know go tits up. Nevertheless, there's still some ads to be sold on that because that's how that worked. Remember, you subscribe to a newspaper, you subscribe to a magazine. You had Rolling Stone magazine. That was that was that was that was fantastic. <laughs> I'm being facetious. You can hear the sarcasm dripping from my throat. And you get it in the first like nine pages with nothing but ads. I'm already giving you money. <laughs> you, you sit there and you joke to yourself. You go, man, if you took all the ads, all the full page ads out of this thing, this, this, this magazine would be like six pages. You know, there'd be nothing to it. Playboy got pretty bad about that as well. But, but I get it. That's how they make their money. And the subscribers, they were offsetting the production cost. That was how that stuff was, was sold to the public. Well, nowadays, there's not really, there's not a production cost per se. I mean, everything does have a, have a cost to produce. This show is, is precisely one of those things. Does it, is it ridiculously expensive? No, for God's sake, no. In fact, it's ridiculously cheap, but it's still a cost involved. And the money that we do make off of this program offsets it just fine, fine and dandy. That's all well and good. But I could, I could sit here and say, hey, uh, starting next week, if you want to listen to this show, it's going to cost you a dollar an episode. Ooh, you know, that's $4 a month, or you could buy the year for, I don't know, 45 bucks. I think you would find if you did that, I would certainly find if I did that, I'd be like, well, I made uh, eight bucks this year. If that, <laughs> You know, it it would it would be that it was it'd be just speaking into a vacuum, and 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 I don't want that. So, we've always believed through Radio Memphis and through things like this that whatever it was that we created, we just give it away. By God, how could you do that? Well, it's real simple. Because if I give it away, then I can I can attract enough people that will be listening to it to go, hey, 
Now that I've got your attention, take a listen to this. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's it a bait and switch? No, no, not at all. Everybody comes to expect that because it's not like I'm going to sit there and beat anybody over the head with an advertisement. It's just, I mean, I've been in situations where that, is, that has occurred. The radio station is a prime example. The, uh, the commercial breaks that we run are, on average, the length of an average song. Think about it. So, you know, if it's a rough, that's a little trick. If, if, uh, if, if your average song is about five minutes and you run a five minute commercial break, something, something along those lines. And you only do it like twice an hour, you know, instead of the three or four times that, that some radio stations have been known to do over the years, because that's just what they do. The, the greed, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta make our money. We gotta, we gotta have, we gotta have every nickel in our pocket. My money is in your pocket. Okay, Gene. But that's that's how that is. <clears throat> so what do you do as a consumer? And I guess it depends. It, a lot of it depends on your discretionary spending. If there was something that you really, really, really like, you're going to spend the money. This is all there is to it. You know, if you really, really, really like Ben and Jerry's ice cream, you're going to spend the money. You know, that's what is it? Six bucks a pint? It's not cheap. But it's good ice cream. I have to hand it to you. I have to hand it to Ben and Jerry. It's damn good ice cream. It's the same thing. But in the context of show business, is there anything really worth there to have enough people to justify them doing that? Netflix got lucky because it was a slow build for them. You know? It was the DVD by mail thing. Which, by the way, you do realize, and I think we talked about this before, that there was a point in time as Netflix was coming up, they they went to Blockbuster and they said, hey, we'll buy you. Because, man, they were going to have the infrastructure right then and there. Well, Blockbuster knew that. But they didn't think the Internet was going to be that kind of thing. So they passed. And Netflix never once again went back to them and said, okay, how much you want for it now? Because <laughs> they figured... They could still live without it until it came down to one store in Bend, Oregon. It's the last one. And it's open almost specifically for nostalgic reasons. There's not much really there for it to, to exist, but it was a thing. I mean, sure. It was, you know, it was, it was, it was part of the traditional thing that you would do on a, on a Friday or Saturday and hell on a Wednesday night, you know, Especially when, you know, the kids were out of school and there was, you know, there was the sleepovers. There was the things that were going on. There would be pizza, uh, sodas, cold beer, perhaps. You know, one of those things. We all pile into the car and head over to the Blockbuster and you'd spend you'd spend an hour in there trying to find what you were going to watch. And that really hasn't changed. <laughs> if you think about it, now we just sit on our asses in our chairs and in our couches with a remote in our hand going through the guide going, um, no. Uh, maybe. And then, you know, you've, you've done this for 45 minutes. You go, what was that show that I thought I'd kind of, well, I forgot it was, was it a documentary? Was it a film? What the hell was it? And you start all over again. And you go, uh, no, no, I don't want to see that. Ooh, I hadn't seen that. And maybe, you know, there, there, there was a lot of that. <clears throat> maybe that should be its own form of entertainment. Is seeing what's on, because <laughs> now I now I get the request from the immigrant. Hey, is such and such streaming anywhere? I don't. I don't know because there's so much. It's just think about it. everything that's ever been produced is streaming now. It's available somewhere. Uh, 
So I, you know, I hit over to the internet and I ask it is such and such streaming. And it'll tell you pretty quickly whether it is or isn't. So, I mean, so yeah, I mean, our lives have changed dramatically because of all of this stuff. We don't live in a, in a live television world per se. I mean, shit, the, uh, the democratic national convention, which happened was last week. That happened. That happened all online. I mean, it, it was picked up and run through broadcast and stuff, but it was a streamed event. And the guy that directed each night of it was doing it from his from his home. I mean, he he had a television studio at his home with all the switches and stuff. That's 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 remarkable. That's something that five years ago we would never really have considered to be a thing. Now it is. And now we're just, it's sort of like, it's expected. It's like, well, why shouldn't it be? You know? So, you know, when, when the, when, when the death of cable occurred, which it is for all intents and purposes, dead, not too many people are going, you know, I'm not going to pay, you know, $200 a month and get the same, you know, 20 shitty channels. Guess what you're doing? <laughs> you're paying what on average, probably, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it's still cheaper, but I mean, you still like if you have a Roku device, you got to pay the Roku monthly, which is I don't forget what that is. And then, then you get your Netflix and you got your Hulu and you got the films that you rent. I mean, those are four and six bucks a piece. And now Hollywood that don't have a movie theater to really run their films in there. That's there's that whole that whole machine, which is now it's releasing exclusively in streaming outlets, which, by the way, I saw the trailer for the new Batman film, The Batman. I'm a pass. Doesn't look to be, I don't, I don't know. Um, Pattinson just doesn't do it for me. I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I know he's a good actor, I guess. You know, he just, he just doesn't come across as being the guy in the suit. That's just my opinion. <clears throat> if you like it, spend the money and go, go, go to see it. But that's just it. That, and, it. and that points directly to what this is all about. It's about choices. It's about the idea of what it is that we're willing to tolerate when it comes to our entertainment. Are we willing to tolerate... Uh, a, a modest amount of advertisement time that is going to be shoveled to us. And for the most part, we've determined that, yes, most of most of everybody in the world is okay with that. Because it hasn't gotten overboard. It, it has in the past, but here of late, it's been reeled back in. It's not, it's not as insane as it was, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, if, because that's just it. If if you if you're being reasonable about it, it's not it's not that big a deal. So you just well, we'll throw in a couple of ads here that offsets the cost. It doesn't that way we pass the savings on to you. Because remember, what did it cost for you to listen to this? Just your time. And if you really want to bring it full circle, time is the single most valuable element on the planet. Time is money. That's how it works. <laughs> and if it weren't for any of all of this, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, well, hell, you, you wouldn't hear this. The Broom Closet is your one-stop shop for all of your metaphysical supplies and gifts. We stock candles, herbs, gemstones, incense, salt lamps, and more. We also host monthly rituals and events for those looking to get together with like-minded people. And the Broom Closet is the only place you can get your cards read by me, Reverend Emily. I'm an ordained Wiccan minister and Reiki master. Book your next tarot reading and see what's in the cards for you. Discover conscious living and being connected to an awesome community. The Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop is located in downtown Memphis or visit our online store at thebroomclosetmemphis.com. The Broom Closet, where magic begins. 
Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so stay a minimum of six feet away from others and stay home if you can. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. The toxicity of social media is fairly amusing, though. I mean, when you're going or when you when you go through Facebook and then you, you accidentally push the push like the P button, for example, it brings up a post and it asks you, "What's on your mind?" Well, if I really wanted to speak what was exactly on my mind, I'd wind up probably in some sort of Facebook jail or probationary problem. <laughs> That's just it. Man, and with the memes. Oh, okay, look, I get it. You use memes to conduct your, your, your it's a vehicle for humor of some sort. I, I understand. You want to get your point across. You, you feel bad, so you have to make a post about, oh, being fat's not that big a deal, which it's not. <laughs> Trust me on this. But let me tell you something. No matter what it is that you want to say in a meme, no matter how cute the photograph is or how silly the joke may be, one thing is inherently important. Make sure your spelling is on point, you literate bastard. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, pocketcast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. <laughs> right, so you there. That's what's coming up next time. <laughs> oh, my damn. There's two hurricanes in the Gulf of Mexico. Isn't that something? Or in the Caribbean. Going to wind up in the Gulf of Mexico. One's, one's looks like they're both going to hit Louisiana, and then one's going to go one way, one's going to go the other. Uh, I'm no scientist, but I understand this point of view, and this is something. Whoops! This is something that you all should remember. Science is real. Here's the second thing: No, the two hurricanes cannot come together to form one big hurricane. That doesn't work. It's not. It's not going to. It's a matter of fact. It's the. It's kind of the opposite. The two of them are not that strong because of the fact that both of them are there. Both of them are sucking up the resources. You see, I'm no meteorologist, if you will, <laughs> but hurricanes run on heat and water. Okay, and when you got two of them that are sucking up all the heat and all the water, then you know it's not going to work. Plus, just look. Just look at the basic science of fluid dynamics, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Do I have to do all this for everybody? <laughs> I understand. I understand the frustration of Austin Onik at times. I really do. The man's a scientist. He's been a guest on this show. He's a scientist. He's a meteorologist. He understands, you know, basic con- conceptual science about the weather, and yet nobody wants to believe any of it because it's like, oh no, it's it's a conspiracy. You see, it's to keep Trump from getting elected again. That's what all this is about. You see, this is a democratic. This is a liberal thing that they put together. They had the two hurricanes in there. It's all done by the harp thing up in Alaska or. Oh, shut the up. <sighs> Drinking with Dead People is a YouTube program I am involved with. Yep, I'm one of those guys now. Uh, YouTube. Go there, search Drinking with Dead People, and you'll see uh, you'll see some videos, uh, some shows that we've done. The first season of it is uh, it's coming along nicely. It uh, It's released once a week. Uh, in fact, as a matter of fact, it comes out every Monday at around noon. That's the that's the butimus thing about it. And uh, let's see here. Give me just a second, and I'll tell you what is coming up tomorrow uh, on drinking with dead people. Well, we've got. Um, hang on, hang on. Uh, we will have all the story of the great Wayne Jackson from the Memphis Horns. Yes, that's coming up tomorrow at noon uh, on YouTube, and it'll be up there forever, uh, as as the case may be. And we've got uh, some other great. Uh, shows that are coming up. Plus another program, another YouTube channel that is uh, also heavily involved in. It is the High Fidelity Kitchen. Uh, 
Ooh, pardon. Uh, that's uh, that's that's coming up very very soon as well, and um, that involves uh, LJ and myself. LJ, of course, is my co-host at Radio Memphis in the morning. You can find us at radio-memphis.com weekdays, nine a.m. to two p.m. Uh, find us, enjoy the program, and 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 sometimes usually it's on Fridays now. Once whatever Amy Sparopoulos joins us uh, for the show, and we just have a big old time, and uh, so so there you go. It's, it's it's radio the way it used to be. It's what if you if you miss that if you miss that kind of content then then we're the show for you. So come find us at radio-memphis.com on any internet connected device and enjoy the program 9 a.m. Central Time at Radio Memphis. Yes, sir. There you go. That's it. I'm done. I'm out of here. Y'all be sweet. Y'all take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. For God's sake, stop shooting each other. All right. I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been from Radio Land. Rick Cheddar from Radio Land is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For bookings and other inquiries, you can write the show by sending an email to Radioland at PirateRadioStudios.com. For more, go to Radio-Memphis.com.